Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 270. I'm Zoner. I'm Zoot. And, yeah. We're here. We're here. We're not dead. We did not sleep our, slumber ourselves into uh, oblivion. We're still here. Colin's dead. He's still dead. He hasn't been revived from no, no. the last death. No, he exactly. He's still dead. Um, you know, a funny story about that here in a little bit. But before we do, um, we were brought to you by our friends over at WPCycle.com. Best WordPress hosts in the galaxy, at least in this quadrant. Uh, our friends over at CryptonRadio.com, TrekRadio.net, uh, Radio KSER, who I remember to send the last show to. Geek I Factor, noticed. Yeah. Geek Factor they Radio. They Friends at Eagle Moss Limited, Stitcher.com, and Open Book Audio. Huzzah. Huzzah. Still Stitcher, right? Um, I think so for the time being. We'll get to uh, that also, a Geek Factor. Bit. Did I you mention that? Geek Factor? I said that. I said okay. that. I'm on top of it I had to adjust now. my volume. I can't hear you very well. I, I have actually slept between when we last recorded and now, so that's nice. Oh, that is nice. That's always a bonus. I haven't. Mm-hmm. So, because um, newborns. You know, last week, the toddler fell into the gorilla enclosure, and they had to kill the gorilla. And yes. then that other gorilla fell into Colin's apartment, and they had to kill Colin. The next Monday, I want to say it was, uh, our local zoo, the Hogel Zoo here in Utah, a leopard got out of the enclosure. And I joked on Facebook that they had to put down all the park attendants. Yes, all, all the all the visitors to the park needed to be put down for the safety of the of the, the leopard. leopard. Yeah, in the end they found it like an hour later sleeping in a tree. <laughs> it just yeah, wanted to it, get out and take a nap. It was just chilling. It's like, "Oh, I can fit through this fence, so let's see what's on the other side." I'll tell you what though. I'm pissed I wasn't at the zoo that day. And you know that I probably would have been bit if or, not seriously injured. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, I don't think leopards can hack. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm the guy who's been bit by lions. I've been bit by a jaguar. I've been peed on by monkeys. I mean, I do stupid things when animals are involved. Nature and I, doesn't like you. I mean, between that and your constant, everyone is always targeting you for hacks. You, nature is rebelling against you. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure the world is out to destroy me. Or at least my credit. One of the two. I, I don't know which. But this yeah, day and age, I, it's about the same thing. It, it really is. You you are your credit score nowadays. But yeah, I just, I love animals and I tend to do stupid things around them. I'm amazed I'm not dead. Oh, I'm going to kid. I want to cuddle the cheetah. Yeah. When my wife and I went on a cruise a few years ago down to the Western Caribbean and we were in Honduras. Uh, Honduras? Yeah, Honduras, I think. Um, And we went to a private animal sanctuary, and I literally was playing with a jaguar, and the thing bit the crap out of me. I had bruises all over my arms from it. But, you know, on Animaniacs, the, oh, I can't even think of her name, my brain farting, the little girl, the kitty, you know, goes and hugs everything. Elmira. And- She's actually from uh, Tiny Toons. Oh, Tiny Toons. Yeah, Tiny Toons. Yeah, that's me. That's me. When I mean, I'm like, oh, Jaguar Kitty, and I'm hugging it, and it's like biting me. And yeah, I'd be doing that with the leopard at the zoo. 
That's a special kind of stupid. I don't mess with monkeys, though. Don't mess with the monkeys. Hey, also follow up from uh, from last week. Remember how we talked about uh, TeamViewer and how the very least they could do after that hack was say, hey, look, we've gone through everything. It wasn't us who were compromised, but we've done this to preemptively secure your account. That was the yes. very least they could do. This last week, I got an email from from Netflix saying, we have not been hacked. However, the LinkedIn breach that happened happened to include your information, which we notice is the same for your your um, Netflix information. So we have preemptively locked your account from any changes, and we need you to reset the password. How Pro- hard is that? Proper customer service in action. I mean, exactly really- what we were talking about. You know, all they had to do was run a script. Mm-hmm. Probably took them 30 seconds to do it. And you're good to go. Proper, proper customer service. That's all we're saying here. And we're going to get to that here because we have a bit more details now. Yeah, there's there's some new news. Uh, sh- in fact, should we just jump right into that? Yeah, or? go take it away, Zoner. So, keep asking. Oh, oh or, sorry. Wait. Before we <laughs> do, before you screw that up any further. We need to thank some people. Ooh. Thank yes. you. Do we have feedback, by the way? I forgot to ask. We do not have feedback, but we have get, been getting a lot of people who've been sharing uh, our Facebook posts and our Twitter posts uh, for voting. Uh, by the time you hear this episode, voting will have closed. Voting is only open until Sunday the 12th, and of course, this episode will drop Monday morning. So... No point in uh, asking you to vote again, but we do want to let you know that we appreciate it. We know people were out there listening. We know people were voting. People were sharing it. We love you guys. We really do. Um, thank you again. I mean, thank you just for having us, getting us nominated and for uh, for throwing your weight behind us. We do appreciate it. Yes. Yes, we do appreciate it. We so. do appreciate it. Okay, so let's talk team viewers since we were talking them, um, and then we'll go into some other stuff but we got a lot of hack news this week oh what a surprise i (laughs) i'm a team viewer user as has been established and they have confirmed that a number of abused user accounts is quote significant team viewer has finally confirmed they confirm that a number of abused user accounts is significant however they say that it's still due to external password breaches. So they're not taking any blame on this yet. And they are still insisting that this is due to the millions and millions of passwords that have been leaked out on the internet in recent weeks. Look, I'm willing to believe that. If only because law of averages say that if this many people are getting their passwords cracked, and we know for a fact that people reuse passwords, I'm not coming down on anyone. It's not a great thing to do, but I do it, as my Netflix story just basically told you. So we know this is something that people do, so we know it's at least a possibility that some people involved in all these other hacks have had their team viewer information compromised how hard would it be for them to then say look a lot of people had their team viewer passwords leaked through other sources we believe people got into the system and found the way 
or found out our encryption methods and found ways to get in and it has compromised everything else. You know what I'm saying? How hard oh, would yeah. that be? Instead oh, of not- instead of nope, nope, not us, not us. It's yeah, all of I, our systems that are compromised, but it wasn't us. I think that a, a little bit of customer service and tactfulness in this situation would go a very long way. I know I've uninstalled TeamViewer from my machines. I don't know that I'll reinstall it. I've, I've seen alternatives out there. Why not give one of them a try? But when you have something that is so significant as what team viewer has been going through and you immediately turn around and blame everybody else that doesn't build any goodwill it's like apple coming out and saying oh you've got crappy reception you're holding your phone wrong you know it just pisses a lot of people off to the point that they may straight up leave your brand and never use you again well or at the very least it becomes a running joke i mean that that's our running joke with this show. And it's not just us. If there's something moving, going wrong with Apple. Oh, you're using it wrong. You're holding it wrong. You're making calls wrong. You're entering your password wrong. It's just your fault. That has become the joke because, because of one hasty PR statement from Apple. Yeah. Whatever happened to the customer is always right. And I know Having been in IT, having been in multiple customer service positions, the customer is not always right. In fact, very rarely is the customer right. But the customer always thinks they're right. But the customer is always the customer. And the customer is who puts food on your freaking table. Yeah. Just a little bit of tact to your people. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, It reminds me, I had a... Back in the early days of affordable cell phones. So like we're talking like late nineties, mid to late nineties. I had a cell phone. I was with a carrier and I got rid of it. And back in the day, for those of you who are too young to remember this, when you would go and get a new cell phone, if you switched carriers, you couldn't take your number with you, but they would oftentimes give you money for your phone they would then deactivate it and, I don't know, do whatever they do with it. They still do that now to some extent, but not like, I mean, it, it was, that's what you did. You traded it in your phone. And I remember I was with, oh, I don't even remember who I was with. But I didn't have my phone for like three months. And then out of nowhere, I get a bill from these guys. And they're telling me that, Yes, you are making calls, you are using this phone, and I'm insisting that I'm not. I watched the phone be deactivated. I called and I canceled my service with them, and they insisted, no, you are doing it, you owe us money, and they actually sent me to collections. And so I paid the money, but I wrote them a letter, and I told them that I hope that the food that this money buys causes them to choke at the dinner table in front of their children. And I, that's the kind of thing. I was right. They were wrong. They insisted they were right. And I never used that company again. And they eventually went out of business. I think it was WorldCom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, 
But that's the kind of thing that happens here. Like TeamViewer is in a situation where they could very easily say, hey, look, we're not taking the blame on this one. However, you know, it is possible. Let us look in. Let us do. I mean, all the things we've talked about. And it would just build so much more goodwill as opposed to just angering the Internet, which yeah. is generally not a good thing, as Axel Rose yeah, we'll, we, we'll get into that. Yeah, but they, you're right, though. They could definitely come out the heroes of this. You know, your security is important to us. And because TeamViewer allows you to conveniently access your computers from anywhere at any time, if this were ever compromised, it could allow attackers in as well. So with that in mind, we are introducing a new security protocol. We've already rolled it out to everyone's accounts. We need you to come in, log in, change your password, do these different things. I mean, that's all it requires. That's yeah. it. That's all it requires, and they can't do that. No, I'm going have- to throw this out there. It's the same thing I ask my 12-year-old. My 12-year-old's a preteen. He's just getting to that argumentative phase. Everything is an argument with, her, with him. But I have to ask him every time, what do you hope to gain with this argument? What is the best case outcome in your mind? Yeah. Yeah. And and I want to I want to just shake Team Viewer and say the same thing. What do you hope to gain in this argument? Yeah, I, you know I, I, it's kind of applicable. I've got a twelve year old as well, and a couple weeks ago something happened between he and his sister, and I know it was an accident. I know he wasn't trying to hurt her, and he apologized, and she was losing her mind. And he was tr- like yelling at me trying to get his side of the story. And I looked at him. I said, look, I don't care. I know what I know. I'm sitting here. I watched the whole thing. I know you didn't try and hurt her. And he insisted on arguing with me. And I, I finally said, look, I'm not mad, but you're making me mad. Stop your arguing. This team viewer here, they're arguing with us. We don't care. We just want stuff fixed. Right. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, that's that's a big PR nightmare for them, I think. I, I'm going to be interested to see if they're able to recover from this or if this affects the bottom line of their business or or what the ultimate fallout on this is. I mean, years later, we still joke about, like you said, Apple and their PR screw-ups, and we still reference the Sony hack and the way that they handled things. And I mean, Is this, is this going to go down in infamy as one of the worst ways to handle a tech problem? Mm, possibly. Um, what's really funny is the fact that there's, there's news from another side of the globe of another hack that's happened a hundred million passwords leaked in plain text not encrypted it's not like the encrypted list is being sold and people have to go in and decrypt it Uh uh-uh it's plain text passwords but it's for vk.com and if you don't know what that is it's because it's a russian social network yeah, and it's actually the largest social network in Europe. So, a hundred million—that's just the people who've been hacked. That's a pretty big social network. Yeah, they've got three hundred and fifty, more than three hundred and fifty million users. Now, I I find this humorous as much as I can. My heart goes out to them because they're still human beings, even if they are former communists. But they're still, you know, they're still human <laughs> beings, and no one wants their stuff hacked. Okay. With that being said. My American brain 
Has problems seen anyone from Russia? I mean, it's kind of like saying, oh, no, the poor people of Nigeria keep getting spammed all the time. <laughs> and, and it's like, really? Because I thought the only people in Nigeria were spammers. Yeah. And it's the same kind of thing with Russians. <laughs> I know that sounds horribly racist of me. It's very American narrow mind view. I get that. There's it's a lot okay. of people. You're in Asian. Ru- you can you can say things like that. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh no, the Russians have had their passwords hacked. Whatever will they do? Aren't they I the know. ones who are usually hacking us? Yeah, between the Russians and the Chinese. So yeah, there is a bit of irony to this. But I realize that people logging into VK.com to punch or whatever you do in Mother Russia instead of like or poke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I realize that they're not necessarily the ones hacking our mainframes and getting our stuff. It, it's not the same people, but it's still just funny to me. No, I agree. I agree. It is. Yeah, it is. You're not alone in that, Zook. Because, yeah, it's kind of funny. But, yeah, 100 million passwords. And they're selling it for just one Bitcoin. It's the same same hacker who sold the data dumps from MySpace, Tumblr, LinkedIn, and Fling that we talked about last week. This dude's getting around, man. This hacker's getting some serious passwords going on. Is he, are they just bored? I don't know. I don't know. I love, though, that the number one password is 123456. Stupidity is universal. It is. It is. QWERTY is number three. Six ones is number four. Oh my gosh, how horrible are these people? That's just awful. Now, see, what would be really funny is to have one, two, three, four, five, six in Roman numerals be the most common password. Maybe in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> Do they use Roman numerals in Italy? Are they just numbers there? <laughs> Do they call them Roman numerals, or do they just call them numbers? <laughs> you you at home listening can't see this, but Zook is shaking his head in disapproval. It's just a slow, sad head shake. It's, it's probably the look of disapproval that his father gave him numerous times growing up. Along with the disapproving Japanese male sound. Mm. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. this one's confusing to me because I swear this isn't the first time this has happened and everything is this entire article is very confusing, but it's saying that uTorrent, which is actually MicroTorrent, and BitTorrent have been hacked. Well, that's impossible because BitTorrent and MicroTorrent don't have you log in. Ergo, um, you don't actually get hacked. What they mean to say is the accounts on the community forum websites have been hacked. Yes. Actually, it used to be with uTorrent that there was a login functionality that you could use and log in to the client on your computer. And they had a mobile version that you could log into as well, and they would, you could control them. Meh. So I haven't used it for years because it became too horrible. Yeah. But, um, but what I'm saying is that I want to say it was only six months ago, the last time the uTorrent 
community forum was hacked. Was it? I, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. And see, I don't seem to recall this, but we've covered so many, so many hacks. Uh, it's ridiculous. Oh, okay. And I guess they've got an update here. Apparently, uTorrent forums was not hacked. Uh, just the BitTorrent hack. So that's just there's. Change your passwords, people. I don't know. Maybe we need to... You know how in a corporate environment, a lot of times, every 60 or, or 30 days, it'll prompt you to change your password? Yes. At, at my company, I think it's every 60 days, and we have to have 14-character-long passwords. My new uh, place, the, the new owners of my company, have a very odd password policy. It has to be between seven and eight characters long. Between seven and eight, so seven point five. That was exactly my question. I'm like, uh, how does that work? There's only so many real numbers between seven and eight. Can it be yeah. seven or eight? Or are we talking strictly <laughs> between seven and eight? <laughs> you, your password must be seven point four three six characters long. Well, they looked. They just kind of stopped the new higher orientation, and they, you're getting kind of specific there, aren't you? I'm like, I'm the IT guy. Of course, I am. If I'm going to be the one enforcing this, I should know. Exactly. Exactly. But, but to get to your point, I think you're right because changing your password every thirty days doesn't keep people from hacking your password. It doesn't. It's been proven. It does not happen. However, a lot of these breaches we're finding are not people's passwords that are getting breached right now. It was breached four or five years ago. Right. And so it's, oh, well, I just use the same password for everything. And it's the same password I've used for everything for the last five years. Well, guess what? Four years ago, that password was taken. And if you now still use that password for everything... Well, guess what? Everything is in danger. Everything. Whereas if you had to change that password, even every year, once a year, you can say, oh, well, that's great. They got that password. That's four passwords old. It doesn't even matter anymore. Have it. Yeah. All you know now is that I had an account. And they may be able to pull your email address, but to be honest with you, my email address, not real hard to find. Yeah. Not real hard to figure out either. So it's like, I, I I think you're right there. I, I think you're absolutely right. The one thing in common that all these data breaches have is that it's all old information. Yeah. Yeah. Which is proving to be profitable at a Bitcoin apiece, man. That's 580 bucks right there. Every time somebody buys that, that's another 500 bucks in your pocket, Mr. Hacker Man. Mm-hmm. Um... So there's another hack that happened or that came forward. This one's a little bit concerning because it's a car. Yeah, This terrifies me. I got to be honest. This terrifies me. With the way that they're putting tech into cars. And I keep thinking to myself, what if somebody hacks a car? What if you're driving and somebody hacks into your car because uh, you cut them off and they're pissed off, so they're going to basically war drive you, literally, and they take control over your exhaust system or your brake system. Or, 
and you're traveling 80 miles an hour on the freeway. So like you're, you're done. This We need a bit of background information here. This is specifically about the uh, new Mitsubishi Outlander, the, the hybrid one, the PHEV. And it's that sounds connected. like a vaccine. Yeah, it does. Outlander Fev. <laughs> Do you want zombies? Because this is how we get zombies. <laughs> so... This is a modern hybrid, which means it's connected because everything has to be connected now. And a lot of things can be controlled by your cell phone because modern cars, they do that. Most of them do that, however, by having a cellular modem in the car. So it has its own 4G LTE connection. And sometimes the co- the monthly cost of internet to that thing is wrapped into the cost of the car. And sometimes it's not. And you have to pay. Right? If you have a Tesla... You know this because a Tesla has internet connectivity to the car for free, for life. It's a buying point for the Teslas. Well, instead of doing that, in this case, Mitsubishi instead outfitted each Outlander with its own Wi-Fi network. So instead, you connect your phone or any other devices to the car's Wi-Fi, and that's how you connect it. And that's how you control it, which would be great. If they actually secured the Wi-Fi at all. <laughs> Instead, they used a pre-shared key, which was easily crackable. The SSID was easily figurable. It was too formulaic. And once you were connected to the Wi-Fi, you can play with pretty much anything. You That's can, terrifying. You can unlock the doors. You can disable the car's alarm. I, 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 <laughs> I, there's no words, man. I, I, I lack the words. Yeah. That's messed up though. Well, what's really messed up is look if, okay, so you're Joe Schmo and someone hacked your accounts. It probably happened by accident and you weren't really paying attention to your passwords anyway. You were using the same password that you used to use in the late nineties and you're really asking for it. Okay. You know who that doesn't describe? <laughs> CEO of Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg's <laughs> accounts were compromised last week. His Twitter profile, his Instagram, and and it all came from the LinkedIn hack that we just talked about. Yeah. You know, I expect more from my tech titans. I don't I don't ever expect to hear that Elon Musk got his accounts compromised. I'm fairly certain that man has a mafia hitman on speed dial just to wrap up any loose ends for his accounts. Oh, Musk or Zuckerberg? Musk. You know, this is horrible. But for for every person he kills, he opens up a scholarship for someone else. So his karma is balanced. uh, And he comes out with a new solar product or something. Uh, Zuckerberg, every time I think of Zuckerberg, all I can do is picture Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. That, that's all I can think of. And I don't know if that's because of the social network movie or 
Batman versus Superman or a combination of the two, probably a combination of the two. But yeah, that's all I can think of when I think about Mark Zuckerberg as Jesse Eisenberg all strung out on meth or whatever. Mm, yeah. Um, so what is one to do with, uh, this is kind of turning into the hacking episode as many of them are, but what is one to do when you want to keep all these really random alphanumeric passwords for everything you have and be reminded when to change them? Well, a password keeper works a password vault. I use LastPass myself. I've tried LastPass. I've used NPass. I've used Dashlane. You know, which one I'll never use now. KeyPass. Key pass, yeah. And that's actually what I'm currently using. I got to figure something out. Of course out. it is. Of freaking <laughs> course it is. Because the developer has decided to not plug a security hole in key pass because that security hole is what allows them to publish certain ads. And if they were to plug the hole, they wouldn't get ad revenue anymore. So they're deliberately leaving it vulnerable just so they can keep getting ad money. So, of course, that would be the one that Zana uses. Uh, of course, yeah. And the thing is, I mean, impact is pretty severe here. Uh, an attacker can actually hijack the update process using a man-in-the-middle attack and deliver malware to compromise your PC. I mean, who's to say they're not going to pull all your passwords? I think I was reading something that KeyPass is storing them in plain text as well locally. Did I? I think I read that somewhere tonight. I didn't think that was right because I thought that they did encrypt it, but maybe that's an option you need to turn on. I don't know. I'd have to look into it some more. Or maybe the article was just wrong. Mm, true. Um, wow, we spent a lot of time on hacks. Do we have any more hack news we want to go to? Uh, let's see. I don't think so. Well, we talk about some hack companies and <laughs> ha, ha, ha. different types of hack there. But um, let's talk more about Facebook. So we talked in the past about Facebook being accused of censoring certain things in the news, trying to shape things and keep that away. We know for a fact that Facebook has uh, blocked people's posts because it appears that they're too nude or it goes against their sensibilities or whatnot. And I actually reported a post today that somebody made. And, and, and sometimes it, it's ridiculous, and sometimes it doesn't seem like it's enough. You know, when it's a yeah. picture of your daughter, and she's, you know, she's like three, and she's in her, her splash pool outside, and, you know, it's like the copper tone picture where the dog is, like, trying to pull her swimsuit off. Uh-huh. That's adorable. But Facebook would remove it because of pornography reasons. Okay? That's dumb. Yeah. Yet somehow somebody was able to post a bunch of vaginas on the Salt Lake Comic Con Facebook page today. I, I saw that. Yes. Um, go fig. <laughs> yeah. I looked at that and I thought, I don't think that should be there. <laughs> so I actually reported it. But... Mm -hmm. Um, well, if you have been on Facebook at all in the past couple of weeks, you probably know the name Brock Turner by now. We won't go into exactly why that's not for this time, other than to say he's a race. He's a rapist. And, he is uh, a rapist. And there was a meme that went out there that says, hi, my name is Brock. 
I'm a rapist. Which Facebook promptly removed. Yeah. Now, to be fair, they have put it back up and apologized, saying, sorry, that was a mistake. That being said, that's a bad mistake to make, considering the amount of emotion concerning this particular subject. Yeah, I mean, rape is, I mean, even just saying it, we should probably give trigger warnings here, because even just mentioning the word rape, we're likely to get in trouble. But, I mean, it's kind of crappy what's happened with this whole case in that his dad's defending him as, you know, you would want your dad to do. Well, well, but I think I see where you're going with this. And so people, it should come from me because if it comes from you, people are going to think that you're trolling them. (laughs) You've just typecasted yourself, but okay. So first off the kid got hit with a nothing sentence, nothing at all. And then that sentence got cut in half. Okay. And then on top of that, his douche nozzle of a father writes a letter about how poor his little boy is and how much this has wronged him and how hard this is for him. Okay. And that has gotten the entire internet riled up. Rightfully so. So I hope Facebook can understand why when all of a sudden a meme telling the world that this kid is a rapist gets pulled (laughs) people are going to immediately launch the flying monkeys at facebook because that just it seems like it's one more step in the oh poor poor him we can't put that up that's mean (laughs) even if (laughs) even if it was an honest to goodness mistake that they promptly fixed it's the wrong time to make one (laughs) it really is it really is i mean so, do we know what their reasoning for taking this down was? They haven't said. They have not said. That just... You can't screw up like that. I mean, this is too high profile. If you're going to screw up, screw up on something from five years ago that nobody's paying attention to. Don't well, screw up on a on a huge news story like this. We've talked about this in the past, how... Oftentimes, a lot of these are just simply up to whatever auditor happens to be looking at it at the time. Yeah. So if you have some midnight shift guy who really just doesn't care, he'll probably let it pass versus the uptight conservative um, auditor in the middle of the day who, oh, no, that's in bad taste. You know, and that's what it could have been. It could have just simply been. Well, I don't agree with him either. I think he's horrible, but this is in bad taste. We should flag that. It, and yeah. that's the problem. There is no standardization. There is no consistency. Well, it's looking like the more I'm looking into this, they're thinking that they may have initially taken it down on purpose because they were calling some dude a rapist. And, you know, you can't do that to the snowflake generation because you do that and they just cry they need their safe spaces you can't say hurtful things like that but then it started making national news and he crossed that line from being a private individual to a public individual that everybody hates 
and so that that may have that may have been what caused it. I don't know. Yeah, this kid and the affluenza kid, which oh, if goodness. you don't know what I'm talking about, there, Google it. That'll get you nice and mad. Um, Trigger warning. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. Anyway, Axel Rose. <laughs> if you don't know who Axel Rose is, you should also Google him. This is so Actually, awesome. don't Google him because all you'll pull up is links to this article. You should wiki him. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, Guns N' Roses, when I was a kid, I did not truly appreciate how amazingly talented that band was. And now that I'm an old man, man, I freaking love listening to Guns N' Roses. I I can tr- I can appreciate what they are. And Axel Rose needs to appreciate food a little less and learn how the internet works. There's a picture of him from 2010 where he was all fat and not awesome looking on stage in a concert and it's kind of been memeified. He he's become a meme. And he kind of looks like Wilford Brimley in it now that I think about it. But he's requested with Google that it be taken down off the internet because uh it is it is hurtful. Which, uh, you know, nothing says metal like that. Yeah. <laughs> Axel needs his safe space. Here's the thing, okay, Mr. Rose, can I call you that? That's an excellent photo. It's a really good photo. It's well-framed. There's high energy. It's right in the middle of an action. He's performing. Dude, sorry, guess what? You looked like that in 2010. Yes. There there are plenty. Uh, th- this isn't the same as, oh my gosh, my friend just posted that really annoying picture of me on spring break a few years ago where I look stoned, but I'm not. But I just look horrible because I didn't know the picture was being taken and I untagged myself. Yeah. Okay. That's normal. Going after every website in existence and hitting them with a DMCA takedown notice could be best described as perhaps a little excessive. And well, you know, that that's only part of it though. He's not doing it himself. He hired web sheriff to do it for him, who are apparently the protectors of people who have horrible photos on the internet. And they're claiming copyright violation. He doesn't own the copyright on the photo. And so it's not even his to file the the DMCA on, which is hilarious to me. I just <laughs> that would be like that would be like me going and saying I don't like something that Zook owns, and so we need to take care of it. I find you know? his car def- offensive. Yeah. Well, sorry, it's his car. What do you want? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the the copyright for the photo either sits with the photographer or with the Winnipeg Free Press, one of the two. And they're saying, well, for this guy to have taken a photo at this concert, 
he would have had to sign a, a release granting all ownership. Yet they can't prove anything was ever signed. Nobody even recalls signing anything or having anything signed. And so it's basically Axel Rose being a baby saying, I don't like this picture. These people are hurting my feelings. Well, stop eating the butter, fatty. <laughs> he needs to push away from the table a bit. But he's with he's he's covering uh for Brian Johnson on ACDC's tour now. Let's That's be honest, a- we joke, but none of us are anywhere as talented as Axel Rose. That's just no. the truth. He's he's yes, he's lived a interesting life. But even yeah. Brian Wilson got huge. Yeah, true. True. True, uh, true. Um, okay, so let's quickly gloss over T-Mobile's Uncarrier 11, because most of this stuff is stuff we already said was going to happen. We already knew. And it's happened. And it happened. Uh, probably they, they gave away some free stuff. They're going to give you stock if you refer people. Uh, people who have been uh, with T-Mobile longer can get more stock. But most interestingly, they launched an Android app. And, T-Mobile Tuesdays. And every Tuesday, you go in there and you say, hey, what free stuff do I have? And you can have a chance to win large prizes and just standing coupons for every Tuesday. For instance, every Tuesday, free Domino's pizza. Not even kidding. Uh, every Tuesday, free Frosty at Wendy's. Pretty sweet. When it works. It launched yeah, there Tuesday were some morning. Problems. Yeah, it, it just didn't work all day. <laughs> So uh, T-Mobile Tuesdays only works Wednesday through Monday. But you got to redeem it before <laughs> it will actually work. Yeah. <laughs> but Which yeah, is kind of cool. just ultimate T-Mobile right there. That is like T-Mobile in a nutshell. Awesome ideas. Doesn't quite work. <laughs> yeah. Works mostly. Yeah. But hey, you got a great deal on it. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of stuff St- not working. Stuff that just doesn't quite work. Yeah. <laughs> so AT&T currently carries the BlackBerry Priv. And to my knowledge, I want to say they're the only ones that do. I don't know. The guy at T-Mobile was talking to me, telling me I should get one. He was an idiot. Yeah, I thought so. Um, especially because AT&T says the Priv is not doing too hot. Uh, quote, this is a quote. The BlackBerry Priv is really struggling. Yes. Yeah, they're seeing a lot more returns of the device from customers than they would like. I wonder what that number is. What is an acceptable amount of returns on something like this? I'd say maybe 15%. That high? Maybe. So what do you think they're seeing? 20, 25, 30? Well, I know for a fact they didn't even sell nearly as many as they only hit 75% of their estimated goal in selling. Yeah, for the for the sales. Yeah. And so right there they're at a 25% deficit. If they even get 15% returned then, that means that they only actually moved 60% of their expected stock. Wow. I, you know, this article talks about how this phone was made for the BlackBerry enthusiasts. You know, the guys who have to have the physical keyboard, who, you know, love the 
the additional security, et cetera, et cetera. The people who don't buy phones. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they get the phone and they realize, oh, shoot, this Android thing is a little too much for me to handle. And so they just took it back. Well, and what's really dumb is the fact that, look, BlackBerry may have been just awesome back in the day, right? But John Chen, the CEO who did everything under the sun capable of getting their financials in a row, even he doesn't quite know what to make of this thing. He tells people in interviews that it runs Google. (laughs) How embarrassing. He's the CEO of a major phone company. Uh, Yeah, I mean... Let's just completely screw up the name of the operating system on your phone that also happens to be one of the leading operating systems in the world. Oh, man. That's embarrassing. That's almost like saying, oh, yeah, my new my new computer, it's a Microsoft something. I don't know. Sliding, sliding patio door? Is that a thing? <laughs> it's called Windows, you moron. It's only been around since the early 80s. Now, I'm guessing that the hardware, or it's looking like the hardware wasn't that great either. Uh, looking at the comments on this article, somebody was talking that in the first 48 hours, they had to fully charge it five times. Yeah, the hardware was lacking, and it was given premium level, top level prices for mid-grade hardware. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Then on the flip side of that, just today... Lenovo had their Tech World conference, and uh, they showed off a prototype flexi phone that can. It looks almost like a slap bracelet, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's bendy. Yep, and then their new Tango phone, which is actually a phablet. It's huge, and it is more. It, it's there's more information with that phone than we can possibly get to in the next ten minutes. Um, look it up. But yeah, the one that cool. you're very interested in will be the Moto Z. The Moto Z is the one we talked about last week and the week prior that possibly could be the Razor. And true to form, it is the thinnest smartphone out there. It has all the same hardware as all high-end Android phones, so Snapdragon 820, 4 gigs of RAM, all the features that you find on other phones. Except it's super, super, super thin. And it has the new Moto Mods, which can snap onto the back and immediately change the function of the phone. You don't have to restart the phone. The mods are being made by third-party manufacturers. And they're going to be forwards compatible with all future Moto Z phones. Essentially meaning that when it comes to the modular phone, Lenovo and Motorola just spat in HTC's face and ran off with its girlfriend. Oh, that's cold. They decimated them. These phones look slick. Super slick. In fact, I'm looking at it going, as much as I love my Samsung... I love my Galaxy S7, but compared to the Motorola one, the only thing that my S7 has now is Samsung Pay and waterproofing. That's it. Yeah. And with those Moto mods, it becomes a very, very close race. 
Yeah, that is true. That is true. So, just saying. Um, let's go down here. Currency. Hopefully, this is the last time we ever have to talk about currency. Yeah, we haven't talked about it for a while, though. Well, it's because I mean, it doesn't really do anything. Yeah, we've talked about Walmart's um, pay solution. And currency, for those of you who don't remember, is a mobile payment app that was going to take on Apple Pay and Android Pay and uh, others by not using NFC technology. Instead, they were going to use QR codes that you scan. and You know, like Walmart. Like Walmart. And, you know, it, it's like the black and white box version of macaroni and cheese, but for mobile payments. Oh, and never mind the fact that they were hacked early on in their beta and everyone's information was stolen. And yeah. the company that runs the technology for currency was then bought by PayPal. They've closed down their beta. And I highly doubt it'll open again. Yeah, I think I think they're pretty much done at this point. Which I think Schmitty famously had predicted. As soon as he said, oh yeah, it's uh, being primarily promoted by Rite Aid. It's like, oh really? The technology giant Rite Aid? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I could understand if if it was something like Walmart or Target that was heavily promoting this, but Rite Aid? I mean, come on. How many of those are even out there anymore? <laughs> uh, I, right? Rite Aid is where your grandma goes because she can't drive all the way to a Shopco. Ooh. She's not going to be using tap to pay. No, she's not. Well, currency didn't use tap to pay either. True. So true. Uh, uh, this is just uh, part of me is sad about this because I really want mobile payments to catch on. However, with the way that Samsung Pay works, I don't even care because I can use it at any terminal now. So mm -hmm. I, I'm kind of torn, but yeah. They're done. I, I well, don't think we, we'll see them again. We either. hear the same from Apple Pay. You know, we haven't brought it up for quite a while because none of us use an iPhone, but Apple Pay was beating the pants off of Android Pay last we heard. Yeah. It's like once you get a system that works, works reliably and works everywhere you possibly want to use it, why do we care that this little known place is shutting down? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know the way that the way that the S7, the Galaxy S7, can transmit to a magnetic stripe reader. That is freaking witchcraft at its finest. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Samsung Pay, I think is if it hasn't already, it's going to destroy Android Pay if Google doesn't get their act together. Very true. Um. Speaking of PayPal, because we mentioned them earlier, here's an entire thing. I had no idea it was even a thing. That didn't make as much sense as I thought it would <laughs> when, I, when I had it in my head. Yeah, I was just thinking here. You said thing like twice in that sentence. Yeah, it's not a thing I usually like to do. I see what you did there. Ha ha. Okay, so Twitch. That, that service I don't really see the point of. 
but a video game streaming service. I remember I feast on glue. He loves it. Uh, Schmitty loves it. You can watch people game. And to me, when I found out about this aspect of it, it took an uncomfortable turn. You can donate money to the Twitch players. Yeah, that's why all the hot chicks that play video games do so scantily clad so that they can get more money. I'm just I'm just going to put this out here. A person with a keyboard and a headset and a webcam is live streaming their activities, seeing what you type to them, and you can pay them money for it. So essentially, this is video porn. Uh, this is yeah. a video chat porn service where there just happens to be World of Warcraft down in the corner. Wow. I hadn't thought of it that way, but... Anyway, so <laughs> trolls have been going to the most popular uh, Twitch people, performers, artists, I don't know, Twitchers, and giving just... Ups- <laughs> Sounds like somebody who has epilepsy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I love watching him seize on camera. Makes me feel powerful. <laughs> but so they'll go and they'll just give these obscene amounts of money, these huge donations, right? And that's not necessarily uncommon. There are wealthy viewers who will give large donations to certain Twitch users. But then these trolls will go in and using PayPal's uh, fraud protection, like a month later, will go in and reverse the charge. They'll reverse it saying, oh, yeah, I didn't mean to do that. And it just trolls the Twitch user because the service has already been given. In this case, the service is, hey, you get to watch me play a video game. (laughs) Um, But suddenly they don't have any money. Well, PayPal has decided we're not going to protect that anymore. And a Australian teen is now on the hook for over 50 grand for doing this many times. That's insane. It's kind of hilarious. It's Oh, it's totally funny. Don't get me wrong. I love that. But 50 grand for a freaking teenager? Wow. Well, it was on his parents' credit card, so. I would think it's, wow. I just, I, I can't even believe that. Yet, I should because, yeah, the society in which we live. <laughs> no joke. No joke. Um, okay, let's just bust through the last few ones here. Someone bought Stitcher. What was it? $4.5 million? Yep, this is the second time Stitcher has been purchased since we started recording this show. Not like an hour ago. I mean like four years ago. <laughs> wow. That's got to make it difficult to work for. Your company gets bought every hour. Every hour on the hour, yeah. Um, Next one here. The U.S., who currently runs the Internet Oversight Committee, has been talking for a few years now about giving up control about that, and it's looking like it's getting one step closer. They are moving uh, closer and closer to just shifting all responsibilities for Internet Oversight to the World Council and the United Nations. Here's hoping it doesn't go to Europe. Because because we all know how well they handle the internet. Yeah, that's just that's a nightmare waiting to happen, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. And finally, New York, a particular person in New York, actually, has been running speed tests against all major ISPs. 
and has found that Time Warner Cable, surprise, surprise, has service that he calls, quote, abysmal. And if you think, well, that's just one guy, what does he know? This is the guy who invented the term net neutrality. Okay? This guy knows something about it. Um, his name, I can't find. Where is it? It's the Attorney General of New York, oh, Tim Wu. Here we go. He hasn't released any numbers. He says he doesn't want to actually just throw Time Warner under the bus. Rather, he's trying to get Time Warner to work with him to bring their speeds up to par so people are at least getting within the realm of what they pay for. Time Warner, in the meantime, is saying that they don't trust his results because they think his methodology and software is suspect. Right. Remember what we talked about at the beginning of this episode? What do you hope to gain with this argument? <laughs> That's true. Okay, and into our favorites. My favorite this week is an odd one for me, because you wouldn't normally think that this is something I get into. But my wife sent this to me earlier this week. It's James Corden, and uh, he'll be hosting the Tony Awards. And so he did a skit on his late night show where he has someone in the car and they sing karaoke. Well, in this case, it's the guy from Hamilton, which is an awesome soundtrack. It's an, I, I hope it's an awesome musical. It's getting rave reviews. The soundtrack's amazing. And they start singing songs from Hamilton. And it turns out James Corden can sing. The dude can sing. The dude can rap. And out of nowhere, they go, oh, hey. That person looks familiar. And before you know it, you have five people in the car, four of them Broadway legends, and James Corden, who can sing, doing songs from Mamma Mia, Les Mis, uh, Rent, and holy crap, I think they broke a few microphones with the amount of awesome that they were pumping out. Um, it's it's a fun video. You just got to check it out. Yeah, I'm always amazed by James Corden and his ability to actually sing because uh, I just see him as a talk show host. But uh, my favorite this week is a video from Captain Christian. Kristen? I don't know. Christian? I don't know how to say Sounds it. Sounds like the He's... worst superhero ever. Yeah. <laughs> He's the guy who did the video that I referenced a few few months ago, maybe? Uh, talking about Superman being the golden age of animation and how the Fleischer brother Superman was the best Superman. Well, here he's talking about the best Batman, and it happens to be the Batman from the animated series. And we've who got, we all say, who we all agree with, is the best. Yeah, oh, straight up the best. But he goes into some pretty good details here about how. Batman the Animated Series has basically defined the mythos of Batman going forward. Uh, it, it's amazing, and you really don't stop and think about it until it's all laid out before you, but that was a very important cartoon. For comic book fans, for Batman fans, it it was a big deal. And to this day, what is it, 20 years later, 30 years later, it still remains a very big deal. So check it out. It's it's a great video. Indeed. All right. Well, that is our episode this week. Uh, hey, 
write us an email. Tell us how you're feeling. Tell us what's up. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK. Drop us a line on the website, StolenDroids.com. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. You know the drill. Uh, again, thanks for your votes. Uh, we look forward to seeing if we want or not uh, at the podcast awards. And until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.